0: Let's all join together and pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock, you are our redeemer, amen. Getting ready for this Sunday and this topic sent me back a decade to one night in the room, the back room of a restaurant. That room became my home for Monday evening chats with people who wanted to get better at speaking English. From college students to absolutely high level business professionals, everybody in between. We had this really good range of people that were part of what we called our English corner. People wanting to get better at English. And every week, one of us would present on a specific topic for about an hour of presentation, and then we would do these small group discussion kind of things for at least another hour after that, if not two. The forgiveness presentation, the forgiveness night was by far the best night of the entire year. I can remember it. Once the presenter finished her hour-long part, which I think was about a book and the process of forgiveness and how forgiveness works between people, people just started sharing. Not really a big deal for us in our culture, but you do not talk about interpersonal issues, and you especially don't talk about those issues with other people. For this culture, it's a thing where you cover up, where you keep those issues inside of you. And that's why, in absolutely shocking openness, we heard stories about pain and hurt and betrayal. Real people were sharing that they had tried and tried but that they hadn't been able to get where they wanted to be with forgiving somebody else. It was really cool. And I think one thing that night helped me understand a little bit better about forgiveness, and one thing it simplified for me about forgiveness, was that it doesn't really matter what frames your culture has around how to act and what to say, In our world, people are going to have to forgive you. You are going to have to forgive other people and work at that. And here's one simple truth. It takes a lot to forgive. Do you know the context of this section of the Bible, the one that we read through not too long ago? Right before this, where it's kind of this forgiveness going on, Jesus lays out some general guidelines for how the process of God giving forgiveness can work. If somebody sins against you, you go talk to that person one-on-one. And if they admit their sin, you tell them God has forgiven them. If they don't care kind of a second level of things, then at some point, then you involve somebody else and you go together and the two of you go and try to show this person what's going on and if they know what they've done, you announce God's forgiveness. If it hasn't worked with the two of you, then you tell it to the larger group, the local group of Christians that's going on and then some people from the local group, they go and they try to show and if they understand, then that group, you tell them God's forgiveness And it's really cool how God gives this crazy, huge responsibility to people like you and me, to just simple Christians, that we get to be his representative, that we have the authority and the ability to tell people, God has forgiven you your sins. So it's right after that really awesome and kind of mind-blowing thing that God gives us right after this talk, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Oh yeah. You know right away what was on Peter's heart. This forgiveness stuff that Jesus was talking about in the abstract general rules, this stuff was personal. You have to imagine that he had been wondering about a specific person or two after hearing Jesus say these things. People who maybe, like, stole from him. People who maybe betrayed him. People maybe who were attacking his character. Peter in his head probably had very specific people in his mind. Because now Peter's wondering about this horizontal forgiveness thing. How many times he would need to forgive someone had hurt him like that seven times jesus seven times to forgive somebody that does something bad to him seven times kind of sounds like a lot before we step back into jesus story can i bring up something controversial this morning i want to talk a tiny bit about student loan forgiveness That is, the government paying off people's loans that they took for college. Okay, now don't walk out, all right? Nobody's there yet. Nobody's doing that. I'm glad, but I need your help, okay? Does this sound right? One side is against this because the money has to come from somewhere and they don't believe that money should come from anybody else other than the people who took out those loans. Is that a fair assessment for one side, right? Yeah, kind of close to that. Okay, here's other side. One side is for student loan forgiveness because the impact that money is gonna have is going to change lives. It might mean that families have money for food, that people, they can take that money and then they can pay for rent for it. They believe that the big group of people paying for the loans of a few people that's worth it, because then the impact is going to be big. Is that fair to say, characterization of the other side, too? Seeing a couple smiles, I'm seeing a couple like, yeah, Adam, you're kind of here or there, right? I don't know. Uh, It was real interesting, though, watching all of your eyes just bringing up the topic in itself. Whatever side you're on of this issue, or maybe you're a mix of both, paying a little bit closer attention now than you were a minute ago. Isn't it amazing, whenever we start talking about something that involves money and something that makes money really personal and your part in it, bring it up an issue like that and it is absolutely polarizing. Tension in the room starts to raise a little bit. Both sides Are going to be controversial that's why jesus story to help us understand this forgiveness thing is absolutely amazing because jesus answers peter and he says i tell you not seven times peter but 77 times or maybe 70 times seven times and then jesus just dives in He tells this story. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold, 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. A few things to start with Jesus setting this up. This is the king Dealing with one of the little servants. Now, I do not know what this servant did, but the amount of money that this servant owes the king is absolutely crazy. Like, lifetimes of working, his entire life, all day long kind of work, is not going to be able to earn that much money to pay it back to the king. This is an impossible debt. And the debt that this servant owes isn't only messing up his own life and relationship with the king. This debt now has messed up life for his wife, his kids, and maybe generations after that, too. This is bad. So at this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Just like that. You are left stunned at just how merciful that king was. You're kind of left wondering if the king should have done that because that is a fortune that was his, and he's kind of just leaving it go away. I mean, what kind of king does anything like that? But before you have time to process and to think about what Jesus is telling you, it's time to move on. And now it's time to see what life that the forgiven servant is going to live, what that life looks like. Because when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a 100 silver coins, not a tiny amount of money, but certainly not 10,000 bags of gold. And he grabbed him, and he began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant did the same thing he did. He fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me, and I will pay it back. And you would expect the answer now of this guy to be, course do you want to know what the king just did for me of course he forgave me i am going to forgive you too but he refused instead he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt when the other servants saw what had happened they were outraged and they went and told their master everything that had happened Anybody who was involved with this situation would jump in, right? There is no way this servant is going to get away with this after what the king just did for him. And he doesn't. The master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all he owed. Which, remember, can't do it in a lifetime. So Jesus tells this story that involves money and debt, and he makes it really polarizing, really personal. And I think it's fair to say at this point, Jesus has polarized us against this unforgiving guy. Of course, this is not how this story should end for that guy. And that's when Jesus takes a step back and pulls us back to, and he hits us. This is how my Heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And Jesus' words hit us hard. We are that unmerciful servant. Hopefully not as dramatically as this situation, but probably not too far off, right? We should forgive when other people sin against us. We need to put in the time, the focus, the energy to work through the process when that person might not care We've got to deal with the emotional impact and hurt, and we've got to carry it. For people that don't seem to care about us, we have to forgive and forgive for real from our heart. Real world forgiveness is complex and complicated, and we know this can be a long process. And that's why sometimes we do exactly what this guy did. We stop. Sometimes we stop the process as fast as he did. Other times we get a little bit further in the process. But any time we refuse to forgive someone, as far as person-to-person forgiveness goes, and it really is this simple, we're not doing what God calls us to do. We are not reflecting what he has done for us. do you know the coolest greek word in this section i know you don't know but it pops up again and again and peter starts with it it's this word in red right at the beginning when peter comes and asks how many times shall i forgive my brother or sister who sins against me this word just kind of runs through the entire thing over and over and over It's a word that they would have used to kind of talk about money debts and paying back money loans and all that sort of thing. But it's also this beautiful word that comes out in the English simply as the word we know, forgive. Break this word apart in Greek and you get the idea of something being lifted off. Like a giant heavy weight or burden and it gets lifted off like the thing that has been pressing on you and weighing you down, that that thing is gone and you can stand up straight for the first time in a long time. That instead of being crushed crushed and pressed down, now you are free to be able to live your life like you want to live again. This word, lift off forgiveness, this is the word that runs throughout the question. In the story that Jesus tells, because this is the word that all of this centers around, it's really this simple. Jesus chooses to forgive you. Jesus, of course, is this king in the story that simply and suddenly has taken away an impossible debt. Your forgiveness is this simple. Jesus died for you on the cross. Your sins died there with him. Believe it. This forgiveness between people thing, we know this is complicated and difficult and going to be a challenge for us as long as we're living here. So let's keep it simple. Three words, if you take away anything, this is all you need to know. Forgiven people, forgive this is what we do this is who we are yep there is process yep there is time and effort and focus but Jesus simplifies forgiven people forgive and it comes from our hearts having been set free and these weights of sin and guilt and shame lifted off of us, we work to forgive like we've been forgiven because, simplify, forgiven people forgive. I promise you I do not go to the YouTube comment section for sermon material. This is not a normal thing at all, but there is... uh, there's a cool thing I got to share with you that does come from there. Right? Like normally that section is kind of unfiltered internet thoughts that just get spewed out and is just like the the worst of the worst place. But I got to share three comments from a video this week as I was thinking about forgiveness and getting ready for this sermon on forgiveness that I absolutely got to share with you, all right? Here's three of them. Here's comment number 1. Ted, the character, the main character in the show, Ted has made me rethink my entire life philosophy no show has ever achieved this okay comment number 2 the utter lack of cynicism so looking at things kind of a negative perspective the utter lack of that in this show is gutsy and refreshing third one joe hop it to that one I've watched this scene so many times, and it was like a good punch in the gut when Ted instantly said, I forgive you. It's almost like a fantasy you can have when you know you really messed up. Such powerful words that can change lives. This is from the TV show Ted Lasso I know I've talked about this at least once before it's a really cool show that kind of centers around this idea of forgiveness but this this was the scene kind of I hope I'm not spoiling anything this is the scene where his boss comes into his office and she admits to him that she has been his absolute worst enemy that she has tried to sabotage him and his work, that she's done everything to get under his skin and be against him. She lays all of it out there and she just stands there waiting for him just to blow up and quit and never talk to him ever again. And then there's this really awesome beat where Ted just sits there and he takes it all in in a moment of silence. And he just says, I forgive you. The actress who's playing his boss in this scene, she deserves some awards for this scene alone because the look on her face captures just how awesome and unbelievable real forgiveness from the heart absolutely is. If you think a TV show can help people react in ways like that and understand forgiveness like that, you better get ready, brothers and sisters, because as you live out this simple truth, That forgiven people forgive? You better get ready to see that coming out in your life. You are going to be amazed at what a simplified effort at forgiveness can do. Forgiven people forgive with forgiveness that is never-ending, always working at it, no-limit forgiveness, because you're forgiven. Forgiven people forgiving? it's going to be a big deal because you're going to be amazed when people forgive you like that as it sends you back to your Savior you're going to be amazed as you do that for other people and it is going to show people Jesus like they've never seen Jesus before because forgiven people forgive Jesus simplified forgiveness is radical Jesus' simplified forgiveness is unlike anything else that might be true. Jesus' forgiveness is what we reflect when we forgive. And simply, this is what we're going to do. Because forgiven people forgive. Amen. Please stand. In response to God's word and remembering what our God has done for us and how he forgives us freely and fully, we confess our faith. We say this is what we believe